Haggai 2, 10 through 19. On the 24th day of the ninth month in the second year of Darius, the word of the Lord came by Haggai the prophet. Thus says the Lord of hosts, ask the priests about the law. If someone carries holy meat in the fold of his garment and touches with his fold bread or stew or wine or oil or any kind of food, does it become holy? The priest answered and said, no. Then Haggai said, if someone who is unclean by contact with a dead body touches any of these, does it become unclean? The priest answered and said, it does become unclean. Then Haggai answered and said, so it is with this people and with this nation before me, declares the Lord. And so with every work of their hands and what they offer there is unclean. Now then consider from this day onward, before stone was placed upon stone in the temple of the Lord, how did you fare? When one came to a heap of 20 measures, there were but 10. When one came to the wine vat to draw 50 measures, there were but 20. I struck you and all the products of your toil with blight and with mildew and with hail, yet you did not turn to me, declares the Lord. Consider from this day onward, from the 24th day of the ninth month, since the day that the foundation of the Lord's temple was laid, consider, is the seed yet in the barn? Indeed, the vine, the fig tree, the pomegranate, and the olive tree have yielded nothing. But from this day on, I will bless you. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Okay, yeah. so moving on. <laughs> In Haggai 2, we have, there's, you know, th- we've actually been talking about these words from the Lord. Um, it's like Haggai's been speaking direct messages from God. Those are referred to as oracles in the Old Testament. So these divine messages with explanation to his people. So we're actually, there are five oracles in Haggai. We're um, talking about the fourth one today and tomorrow we'll talk about the fifth one. But the fourth and the fifth one actually go together. And they're all grouped around this um, significant day when for three months now they've been preparing and obeying, doing the work of the Lord. But today is the day that the foundation is laid. And I think God's saying that that's significant to him. So I guess we could talk about why. What do you think? Yeah, I feel like through this whole book, we've seen a lot of reference to time, thinking back, looking forward. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you look just down, I'm skipping down a little bit, but in verse 15, um, kind of in the middle, it says before stone was placed. So there's an aspect of this chapter that, again, he's asking them, okay, look back to before the foundation was laid Mm. and kind of, again, how you were, consider how you were. We talked about this a lot in chapter one, reminding them, you know, you weren't really prioritizing what was important to me, rebuilding this temple. Um, Mm -hmm. And then he moves forward, you know, in 18, now from this day onward, right? Um, so I just feel right. like that's kind of important to mention the the time yeah. of this because the chronological you could kind of get confused um, with some of <laughs> right. this, <laughs> right, right, um, and that's good. And then verses eleven through thirteen kind of goes through this questioning of the priest, um, and yeah. I th- feel like he's getting out a message here. Um, it's like, well, can um, this holy meat and touching, you know. Jennifer, we could go into all the, the commands of the Levitical law, which I guess we you could. guys have read through uh, all guess, of that. I guess. <laughs> but maybe we don't right now. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I think that um, he's he's basically saying, I feel like in 11 and 12, that if something is holy, um, holy meat cannot make other foods holy, right? And That's then right. 13, um, he's saying an unclean person can make, um, can and will make foods unclean by touching them. So um, 
an unclean person will make things unclean. And so then 14, mm-hmm. he's basically kind of getting to the point here. Um, it said, I mean, I'm skipping down to the end there. With every work of their hands, what they offer is unclean. So going back, again, going back before their repentance, he's saying because their priorities weren't straight, because they were more living a self-centered life, even the work they did did not, it, it produced that unfavorable outcome. And he mentions mm-hmm. that in verse 16. You measured 20 measures, but guess what? It was only 10. It's that positive and negative again. You drew mm-hmm. 50 measures, but guess what? Only 20 showed up. So mm-hmm. he's basically saying you you yourselves in your own heart were living defiled because you didn't love mm-hmm. me, um, number one. Um, it's top priority there. And so right. the outcome of your work was unproductive. And, and he's basically saying, I did not bless the work of your hands. Um mm. And it looks, again, circumstantial. Um, I mean, I'm thinking of our own lives here. You know, if you're um, trying to do a work and you're wanting to see fruit from it or your investment and you, mm-hmm. you don't get the return you're hoping for, it might look, oh, well, the stock markets took a crash. Or it could just be the Lord trying to get your attention, right? Because right. <laughs> um, he says in verse 15, consider, consider. Yeah. He's always again. wanting us to consider our heart and our life. Yes. And are we really, really living for him ultimately in our heart? No, that's so good. The um, yes, God has always, always been telling His people and continues to tell us today that it is about we have a serious uh, heart problem, and that He is the only uh, remedy. That salvation is of the Lord. And I just think all of these, you know, all of those laws about uncleanness and cleanness were meant to show us the the nature of sin, right? That we are unclean and that there's no way we can clean ourselves. The uh, ESV actually had a note in here that said defilement is more contagious than holiness. Mm. And I just thought, okay, yes, that brings it, um, that totally brings it into focus. In fact, the other day I was teaching, I was cooking with my uh, son who's 19 and we were uh, doing something with ground turkey meat. And I was saying, you know, you've used that, uh, you've used that wooden spoon on raw meat. So like you can't now use it to serve the food we just cooked because why? Because we know that if there were some, you know, salmonella on it or whatever, that would actually defile the, like the clean cooked meat is not going to make the spoon clean. Um, We see that in our lives everywhere, but God had it worked into his whole sacrificial system because it's so important to realize, yeah, our heart is not clean. And so the, the work of our hands is not clean if we're not doing it in faith, if God has not uh, cleansed us. And it's pretty wild when you look at 17. I mean, I don't know. I feel like kind of our culture, we tend to live in the, oh, you know, God loves me. It's all good. (laughs) We're all good, you know, type air Mm -hmm. we breathe. But he, I mean, he's pretty clear. No, I struck you. I struck the products of your toil. And it's all Mm -hmm. these sad, bad things. Um, and he's saying, but yet you didn't even return to me. And so again, I just keep referencing this Jeremiah, you know, I will be your God and you will be my people. And that you did not turn to me. Literally the phrasing of that was, there is not you to me. And I thought, man, that's, there Mm -hmm. is not you to me. And it's Mm -hmm. the Lord saying, you know, I want you to come to me. I'm trying to get your attention here. I want this relationship restored. I, I want you to walk in my presence. And um, they did not come to him um, until, thank the Lord, you know, we read in the, in the previous chapter that the Haggai's yeah. message, the Spirit um, stirred in them to to repent. And then he moves wow. on in verse 18. Here we have again this time reference from this day forward, right? When the day that they laid the temple, because they 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 got up, they got busy, they set to do 
the work of the temple, what he had called them to do, um, consider. He says that twice in verse 18. Um, Guess what? Though though, uh, you're going to plant this seed again, from this day on, I will bless you. Um, that's the very last of, of verse 19 there. Now that you've turned back, you've repented, you're doing the things I've called you to do. Mm-hmm. Guess what? My blessing is going to be on you um, because you, you're pleasing to me. Like we read about right. in chapter one, you're pleasing to me, you're glorifying me, and I'm honored by you now. And guess what? I am going to put my blessing on you. Wow, that's so good. You're making me think of um, just in our God telling us the importance, even after we've come to Christ, we've put our faith in him, um, we're you know saved for all eternity. We know him, and yet the importance of continuing in repentance. Uh, that phrase, "There is no you to me." It's just think, mm-hmm. why would I continue in uncleanness that God has uh, sacrificed? That Christ has gone to the cross to free yeah. me from. So, like, what a motivation to again keep considering our ways and come back to our foundation. Because, of course, we know like this is an immediate outcome for these people. Uh, God had very physical and there was a a very real lack of blessing in their harvests and their, um, you know, the efforts that they were making in their hands. Like they were seeing like things are not working out well. And God's saying, yeah, I was behind that to show you this this purpose. But now we know, you know, when the found our foundation was laid um, by Jesus, uh, this all has come to fulfillment. All the stuff that we're seeing now was come to fulfillment in him because we know that he's the cornerstone, right? That was yeah. laid oh, um, to build his church. And so, but still there is an imperative for me to um, go to him in faith and repent from my own uncleanness uh, when I'm convicted by sin. So right. uh, we say the truth uh, coming full circle, I guess, for yeah. us, even in the new, in the new Testament. Very good. Okay. So, well, I think that is um, a plenty for us to think on today. And so again, for Courtney Moore, this is Jennifer McClish. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant. And Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.